-hmm. in the vein and uh, we spend water to drink yeah. or sometimes a coffee. Daniela does the same procedure and she drink coffee one hour later and she walk wow. and like to help me in my, in my, consult, in my uh, office. Yeah. And um, it's only one side. We correct only one side oh. after, after hip uh, corrections, mm. uh, hip joints corrections. And um, um, then we are able to walk through the floor most time. Right. And some patients walk without crutches complete alone. And we have to do videos yeah. for the family at home. Wow. That's and next day, the physiotherapy start. Mm. And many patients start in the first day after operation with bicycling. Mm -hmm. uh, we have also patients start on the operation day with bicycling. Uh, latest time is three days after operation and also go stairs. Okay. stairs. Cool. Wow. And then go direct to the gym after four or five days. Amazing. And uh, yeah, no, it is, it is very important for me mm -hmm. uh, to, uh, and for the patient especially, Yeah. Uh, then he liked to uh, perform his business again. Yeah, and go back. And um, he has to pay a lot of money mm -hmm. and he has to earn money. Yeah. And uh, not everybody is very rich. Yeah. And uh, therefore, it is helpful when the patient can go back to his normal work. I see. Amazing. So they're getting up and moving around right after surgery to help the bone and, um, and to get that mobility. Now, another worry that patients have that they've asked me is pain after the surgery. Um, so what is your typical pain management protocol the first few days after surgery? And then um, the first weeks, you know, during distraction, do you wean them off of um, certain medications or what's your protocol? Yeah. Uh, direct after the operation in the first four or five hours. Mm -hmm. So patient don't need anything because of the local anesthesia. Okay. Yeah. This long effect right. anesthesia. Yeah. And then in the operation theater, the patient uh, get a pump, mm -hmm. a pump with opiates. Okay. And he brings the opiates under the tongue, mm -hmm. only one tablet. Okay. He can use a tablet every 15 minutes, mm -hmm. but the standard is during 24 hours, maybe five to seven tablets, wow. not more. Yeah, that's amazing. small pills. And we use it for one or two days. Mm -hmm. And then we change to oral, to other oral medication. Okay. We change in the first step to tramadol, mm -hmm. uh, to metamizol, or in American patients, paracetamol. Metamizol is very common in Europe, very common in Asia, mm -hmm. but it's not allowed in US. Okay. And um, Novagin. Nova, so the company name is, for example, Novagin. Okay. Nova means sulfone. Yeah. And um, then we combine with the muscle relaxants mm -hmm. um, and uh, a blood thinner. Okay, the blood thinner, yeah. Blood thinner is a very important thing. Mm -hmm. It produces a little bit more blue color yeah. in the subcutaneous area, but we start in the evening of the operation with the blood thinner, okay. we start first with low dose heparin okay. because of less, uh, less bruise, mm -hmm. little bit less. But since 10 years, we are able to use Sarelto. Okay. We start directly, but it produces more bruise. And therefore we use heparin during one week. And then we change to the more effective Sarelto. Okay. We don't need the bigger effectivity, but Okay. Uh, it's only 10 milligram and uh, it is it produces a very safe procedure mm -hmm. and we combine 
with uh, stomach protector, with the acid blocker pantozol or pantoprazol, and supplements, vitamin D, mm-hmm. vitamin K, yeah. uh, magnesium, calcium, that's mm-hmm. all. Oh, okay. Very cool. Okay. Yeah, that, that's great. And then um, uh, uh, about, uh, uh, Victor, about 10% of the patients mm-hmm. reduce very fast, mm-hmm. sometimes to zero, sometimes, not a lot. Uh-huh. Most of all patients stay with this medication mm-hmm. yeah. and less patients move from tramadol to tilidine, yeah. to tilidine, Tilidin. to a stronger drug. Oh, okay. Okay. okay gotcha. Yeah, to a stronger drug. So most yeah. patients are really good with the pain. They tolerate it really well. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Very good. Uh, it is not, uh, it is counterproductive when you work and when you do training against pain, it is yeah. not a good, uh, not a good uh, procedure. No. Yeah. You have to cut the pain and then you can do a sufficient training. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. agree with that. Um, now, another thing is um, patients are, we want to talk a little bit about the lengthening mechanism of the bone, I mean, of the vet's bone, because it's different than, you know, the, the current nails on the market. And some patients worry that it would cause pain. Um, and that's the one thing that's holding them back from, you know, seeking this mm-hmm. method. But can you explain how the clicking mechanism works for the vet's yes. bone? And yes. Does it hurt the patient or is it completely just the mechanism making the noise? It can hurt. Okay. It can hurt. Okay. And the patient, look, when the patient, this is a product of my uh, visiting uh, oh, wow. Dubai in the Arab Hills. Oh, okay. I produce it. It has too much space in the, in the plexiglass uh, oh. area. <laughs> but um, you have to tell the patient, please notice. And I give the nail to the patient and the patient can rotate. Yeah. The noise, yeah. be happy. Yeah. Be happy when you hear the noise. Yeah. The small noise yeah. is reset. The okay. big noise is lengthening. Okay. We have to do lengthening step and reset. Lengthening, reset. I see. And this is only, maybe you can tell handicap mm-hmm. of this nail, mm-hmm. but it is not a real handicap. Mm-hmm. It is only a handicap for the surgeon. That then he needs a little bit time, maybe, to teach the patient okay. to reduce his anxiety mm-hmm. because the, enti- the anxiety exists from the first albizia treatment mm-hmm. in Asia over mm-hmm. without a good teaching of the patient. Mm. When you speak to the patient, right. I don't do anything. I don't touch the patient. I yeah. show the patient the, 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 the the rotation movement, he can do it in a seating position, he can do it in the bed, he can do it under a table in the pizzeria mm-hmm. later. He has only to understand the mechanism mm-hmm. and he has to be very happy about the clicks. He yeah. can hear the clicks, he can make a sign and yeah. he know in each moment, this is my length <laughs> without any control. And an additional thing is, I have this question many times, yeah. you can go through any MRI with no other nail, you can go to the MRI. Yeah. And you have a joint ligament, uh, ligament injury, when you have an uh, other disease in the abdominal region, mm-hmm. you cannot use the MRI. Right. Um, and uh, in the last six weeks, I got two uh, phone calls. Can I go to an MRI? Yes, you can go <laughs> without any uh, risk. Wow. And um, that's cool. Um, okay. Most time, mm-hmm. the neighbor yeah. of the patient who has done the operation later yeah. teaching oh, he really? see it and in the other bed and he do it and yeah. this is the best procedure okay 
but uh, Daniela and also me, Daniela, do a great job and uh, and uh, perform the clicking with every patient. I see. When we have big problems, really big problems, and it is rare, yeah. the patient do it very well in the hospital and arrive at home in yeah. a different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. The complete family wait for him, the children, <laughs> his wife maybe, or girlfriend, yeah. or uh, uh, and then he has no quiet region uh, to perform his clicks. And then it can happen. He call and tell me, oh, it is impossible for me to click. My father tried, my mother tried, my wife tried. No luck, the, the, the nail is in defect. <laughs> and I tell him, okay. Then sometimes many days are gone. Yeah. And don't start with uh, with. Uh, Uh, to try it yeah. without anesthesia and we do a short anesthesia five minutes mm-hmm. and we perform 60 clicks yeah. a, um, uh, depending on three millimeter mm-hmm. and next day he here the, the nail was uh, work well, work well. Yeah. he leave in the same day and he call everything is fine I do yeah. it now by myself Wow, That's but crazy. it is very rare it's very rare okay. it's not often it's not but you need This is the only handicap, a small handicap. Okay. I think handicap is not the right name. No. But it is a small. Um, the difference. Yeah. Disadvantage or what? What you? What you? You find yeah. a better name? Is it, oh, uh, the on this procedure, but. Yeah, it's small. Yeah, um, Dr. Betts. Another question patients have is about the proportions of you know their thigh bone versus their you know the, the femur versus the the tibia. So you mentioned that you take the, um, the radiograph of the, uh, the AP view and the lateral view at the beginning, you take just the AP view um, and, and during the length, during lengthening. And then again, you take both at the end. Now, at the end, how do you, when you're doing the initial consultation, how do you help patients figure out their assessment of their proportions and what it looks like? Okay. Mm-hmm. We do first mm-hmm. uh, long leg Uh, pictures, okay. X-ray pictures, mm-hmm. long leg, and we measure the pictures, mm-hmm. and the ratio is most time between 7.5 to 80.5 percent of okay. the femur is the length of the tibia. Okay. When you are lower than uh, 80, it is a little bit in tendency shorter the lower leg, and when you are in uh, uh, between 8 and 85, it is in the tendency longer. I see. But um, um, It is up to the patient mm. and it is a feminine patient mm-hmm. and the patient like a smaller underwear, mm-hmm. maybe a string tanga. Yeah. <laughs> Then you have most time in a good relation before in the first picture, you have a good relation in the X-ray. Mm-hmm. You have about no chance to lengthen upper leg. I see. Because you see a very, very long femur. Ah. Um, I saw last week, it is the same, a patient from Nepal, a wonderful lady. She is a teacher. Mm-hmm. You have no chance to lengthen upper leg. She likes this and was not a string tongue. It was yeah. only a small part on the side. Yeah. You see a very long femur and the tibia looks very good. And she is a young lady and it is an easier procedure in femur, but you cannot recommend and she don't like it to do femur only because it is easier. Mm-hmm. She has to decide to lower leg. I see. And we see it very well in the simulation. We do ah. simulation. 
and uh, we make photos of the patient with the preferred underwear, with the preferred spa clothes. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you are a masculine patient, yeah. then you can use an, an you, you use a longer uh, underwear, right. like a little bit like boxer short. Right. When you go to the spa, it is longer again mm -hmm. as a tissue. And uh, then every femur looks short. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when you lengthen also sometimes 10 centimeters, mm -hmm. it looks from the view, it is disproportionate, but from the view, it is not a wrong view. It looks very well and um, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also without lengthening in the next step in lower leg. Okay. The patient, most patients has to save the money and yeah. then decide only one region. Mm -hmm. In masculine, most time, Femur. about 85% of all masculine, all lengthening, all cosmetic limb lengthening patients, two thirds is masculine, one third is feminine okay. in my, in my hand. Yeah. And uh, the masculine about, about all patients, okay. uh, maybe 10% less start with upper leg. I see. Wow. Okay, so then that's maybe maybe some years later arrive again and do lower leg, but uh, um, it is not so often. Okay, and in ladies, yeah. it is more often, uh, most time upper, but also many times much more than in masculine lower. Okay, okay, so it does have position. I see. And what about like for arm lengthening? Can you use the Betts bone for um, arm lengthening as well? Um, if they want to do humerus lengthening, if they have, uh, you know, their arms are so short, they want to make them look proportion. Do you use it for that as well? Like humerus? Yes, yes. Okay. we use the same nail. Okay. It is not often. It is not often. Not often. Uh, most of all patients don't need uh, yeah. this procedure in cosmetic. Mm -hmm. um, I saw, I see patients with um, uh, problems on one side. Uh, last week, I saw a lady, a young lady, uh, before the baccalaureate, 17 yeah. years old, mm -hmm. with a severe infection oh, wow. in, in age 10 weeks. Oh, wow. A severe infection in the, in the shoulder, uh, in, the, in the joint, yeah. and in the humerus head. Oh. And um, the infection is, uh, got a very good treatment yeah. in the university in Heidelberg in this age, and now she in, in 10 weeks old or... or less than three months mm -hmm. old and um, she is completely recovered. The function is good, but the, the, it is not a joint. It is an, it is uh, the, the, the acetabulum is empty. It's not, no, no head is inside. Maybe we can do a little bit better. Yeah. We have to think about very well what is the best option, mm -hmm. but he missed 12 centimeters in length. And then uh, we use this procedure, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, she is handicapped when she walk on PC, when she drive car, mm -hmm. is, is a handicap for this lady. I see. And uh, this makes sense, but mm -hmm. in the cosmetic field, it is very rare. Mm, I see. Now, I got another question from somebody. They were asking about um, if they have a discrepancy for medical indications, yeah. and um, they also have a rotational deformity, you know. Do you do you typically fix the rotation first and then do lengthening, or do you do it simultaneously with the bets bone? How, how do you? No, no, no. We do it in one step. One step. Okay. We do it in one step. We do it in in, in patients whenever it is possible. 
Uh, one side is in bow position, the other side in, in valgus position, right. um, uh, less extension. Mm -hmm. We try to do a complete, complex osteotomy okay. uh, to perform the deformities mm -hmm. plus lengthening. Wow. In, in, one, in one step. In yeah. one step. Okay. Uh, yeah. It is, it is, it is uh, uh, what I try to do. Mm. Whenever it is possible, we try it to right. combine. Yeah, um, no, not, not two or three uh, uh, procedures. I see. Yeah, that's but in trophism, we have to do some procedures. No? Okay. But uh, in the beginning, we try to perform the axis. I see. Plus lengthening. I and in the, in the next step, we perform the length again. Okay. All right. So now we're going to get to a question that everybody is very, very, you know, ambitious to hear about. And that is the, uh, the cost of the procedure. Um, this is, you know, we know that cosmetic limb lengthening is not very cheap. Um, you know, from medical indications, insurance can cover it. But if you don't mind, can you tell us uh, a little bit about, you know, your pricing for the lengthening of, let's say the femurs at the Betts Institute, and what it includes, um, so they can know, um, the patients can know? Yes, yes. Um, this is a letter. Mm -hmm. It is a part of my information map. Okay. And here is written the cost of the lengthening leg extension. Mm -hmm. And um, it is written three parts. The bill is three parts. Okay. The hospital fee, mm -hmm. my fee, and the fee for the implants. Okay. And together, it is uh, between 53,600 for both upper leg. Okay. Included. Maximum two weeks hospital mm -hmm. uh, staying, yeah. maximum, uh, included the nails, mm -hmm. included my work, okay. included the complete follow-up. Okay. The wow. complete follow-up, but not including the removal of the nail. The okay. Gotcha. Sometimes two or five years later, mm -hmm. uh, last, last week a patient arrived six years later <laughs> to remove. And... Um, here is written all costs in the medication after the operation okay. around for 10 centimeter calculation is about 800 euros for all medication oh, wow. during four months, during mm. four months. That's good. Some patients buy it here in the pharmacy. We order the, the medication or the patient buy it at home okay. and um, he get medication for the trip back at home. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then it is written, the physiotherapy. Physiotherapy is extremely important. Yeah. Um, every surgeon recommends it. It is true, mm -hmm. uh, but it is very different. Okay. When you go to New York in the Corona time, it yeah. costs 300 euro per hour. <laughs> uh, when you go to Zurich, it costs 120 per hour. When yeah. you go to Munich, Munich, the same in Euro. Yeah. When you go to here, it costs 70 euros per wow. hour. Yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah, a big difference. Most of all parts in Germany are less expensive, but I recommend on six days per week. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing is for the physiotherapist to control the movement, to control the, the complete walking the gate, mm -hmm. um, uh, to help the patient to learn, yeah. uh, to, to work against any contractures. Right. But I saw also patients, yeah. one step in the one unit in the physiotherapy, never go there and yeah. an extreme perfect outcome. Wow. Yeah. Uh, with, with, <laughs> a lot of, with a lot of discipline, yeah. the patient get his training uh, map. Mm 
-hmm. And uh, when he do it very, very intensive, yeah. five to 10 times per day, 20 minutes, when he go to the gym, mm -hmm. he can use about every, every machine, leg right. press, It's not important, the, the load, he can press 50 kilograms or 60, it's not, yeah, okay, the, the, the nail has to handle when in, a, in a slow movement, yeah. uh, two, two to three point um, uh, times more than your body weight. Oh, wow, yeah. Yes, and uh, when you allow full weight bearing. Yeah. And um, therefore, but the repetition is the most important right. thing. Right. And he can use the belt mm -hmm. 2.5 to 3 kilometer per per hour and he can do every about everything in the in the gym mm -hmm. when he go to swim okay corona time is difficult to swim right maybe he has a private uh, spa mm -hmm. and jacuzzi sauna yeah. is very very helpful and when yeah. the patient do it very strong yeah. before and after his work and during uh, the rest periods in the in the working time mm -hmm. He Turned can do a lot by himself, Amazing. a lot, yeah. but he needs compliance and he needs very strong discipline. Absolutely. I agree with that. That's completely what I tell all the patients when they reach out. It's like physiotherapy is a big part of this procedure. So yeah. uh, very cool. And a um, very important part. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dr. Betts. So a lot of patients also ask about um, if they, if they heal their bone too fast, Do they increase the amount of clicks per day or do they just keep at the same rate that you um, gave them? In the femur, we recommend to stay mm -hmm. with one millimeter okay. during the first two and a half to three centimeters. Okay. And then we reduce, we recommend. He yeah. can stay with one millimeter. Okay. But when he stay with one millimeter, yeah. in the end, mm -hmm. is the latest time to tell me, oh, Yeah, it will be better when I, when I hear your words. Yeah, we 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 try to recommend 0.5, 7 to 0.8. Okay, uh, maybe 15 to 17 clicks. Okay, the comfort is better. The pain is less. Yeah, the working works as a working. The business works better. Mm -hmm. The movement is better. The training is easier. Yeah, in okay. my opinion, it is helpful in lower leg. We recommend 0.5 millimeter per day, okay. maximum, maximum 0.7. Okay, okay. Yeah, maximum 0.7. That makes sense. I'm, I'm an, uh, in this field, mm -hmm. I'm an enemy, mm -hmm. really enemy <laughs> of quadrilateral okay. uh, um, procedures. Yeah. It is possible to do yeah. in one leg when you miss three centimeter in femur, yeah. uh, Uh, maybe four centimeter in tibia. It is possible over one incision, mm -hmm. one nail retrograde, one nail undergrade, only a small incision in the knee area. Yeah. Then the patient can handle this length. Okay. But when you do it in a cosmetic reason and yeah. when you like to reach more than 10, mm -hmm. it is terrible. Okay. You destroy. Uh, the patient's mobility, mm. you produce contractures, okay. uh, the patient is frustrated. Yeah. It is really not a good, uh, it is not a good thing. I do it with fit bone okay. to, share, to, uh, to um, reduce time, mm -hmm. the recovery time. Right. I try to do it yeah. between 2000 and 2003, mm -hmm. many, many times. Yeah together with friends from Philippines, doctors from Singapore, and so on. Yeah. We perform it. Yeah. 
but it was not a good idea, also not in combination with fit bone, mm -hmm. also, no, also not with 10 centimeters. Yeah, too much. 4.5 and 5 is too much, too much in one step. Right. Weight, yeah. when you have done tibia or femur, yeah. weight to a normal function. Yeah. This is a most important condition. You mm -hmm. have to walk completely free, then you can arrive for the next step. Okay. Then yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, I mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, that's what I always say. It's like, just do one at a time and then come back if you yeah. want to do the other one. Yeah. Dr. Betts, you're part of the first generation of modern day limb lengthening surgeons and your impact on the industry is definitely one that's you know recognizable worldwide. And so for new prospective limb lengthening patients who are looking to book a consultation with you, how do they? How do you um, like them to reach out to you? Uh, Bettsinstitute.com. Okay, that's your link. Betsinstitute okay. is the best. Okay. The best contact to uh, my wife or to Mrs. Weber. We are a small team, mm -hmm. very small, but uh, sufficient working team. <laughs> and uh, no, no, this is fine. And yeah. uh, it is the best uh, contact address to my office, Perfect. to my office, betsinstitute.com. Okay, I'll be sure to post uh, it. It is also written in the, in the internet page, in the internet page. In the internet, okay. All the price and, ev and everything is written there and uh, okay. it is not... Not, not a big problem. Consultation is very important. I see. Uh, uh, from face to face, to speak together, mm -hmm. uh, to get the feeling, mm -hmm. uh, to get uh, the chemistry is okay, right. um, to get a lot of information. It needs many hours, two yeah. to three hours. Okay. Uh, before Corona, we visit the patients in different periods in the hospital. Now it is blocked. Yeah. But... Um, but uh, it is very important uh, to do all information. And this is my most important message to the patient. Read a lot, ask a lot, mm -hmm. uh, speak to other, uh, go to a second opinion, mm -hmm. speak to other surgeon too, yeah. uh, do your own, uh, your own decision, mm -hmm. look for sure, for feel the competence, mm -hmm. But, um, okay, competence in combination with the experienced surgeon is, yeah. uh, is, is, is very important. <laughs> But uh, it, is, uh, it is clear. No? Yeah. Um, um, look for, an, for a safe and minimal invasive technique. Mm -hmm. Minimally invasive. And um, when everything is uh, plausible, plausible mm -hmm. uh, and your feeling is good, Then go to this place. Okay. That is amazing words of advice from a very experienced surgeon, Dr. Augustin Betts of the Betts Institute in St. Engbert, Germany. Dr. Betts, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I have to say thank you. Yeah. It was a great pleasure yeah. to talk together. You have a lot of a lot of experience in this field. Thank you. You have done by yourself, <laughs> and you hear about many things from different surgeons yeah. in, uh, in different views. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is very helpful for any uh, interested patient. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll thank you very much. You got it. So I'll stay in touch with you. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. What a great discussion that was with Dr. Betts. As one of the most experienced limb lengthening and deformity correction surgeons of the world, his structured protocols, minimally invasive techniques, and full weight-bearing internal lengthening nail all cater to his patients' wants and needs in a positive manner. If you're interested in reaching out to Dr. Betts for a consultation, you can see all of his contact information in the show notes. Until next time, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life, signing out.